can almost see a house from here But the signal seems to disappear So what's the problem? Hello everyone and welcome back to The Rewatchman, where we don't review movies, we re-review them. I am TC DeWitt, your host as pretty much always, but sitting with me this time is Chris Schultz. Hey Chris, Woo! how's it going, man? Good. Um, sorry, I don't mean to correct you right away on no. your, your podcast, but it's uh, Rewatchman, Chris Schultz. Rewatchman, uh, Chris Schultz, I apologize. <laughs> I don't want other people to start thinking I'm not official. <laughs> not an official <laughs> and, uh, member of this podcast community. I haven't seen Ben in a long time. I don't want him to be like, he's not truly a member. <laughs> well, uh, as it has been a long time, we're starting this podcast out with, with a couple technical difficulties, which have now resolved themselves. So here we are. Welcome back. This episode, we are we have rewatched and are ready to re-review the 1985 classic Teen Wolf, starring Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we, we Schulze, you and I got together, we were, yeah. we were going to do a rewatchment, we didn't know what to go for, we had a, a list of potentials, and... There were a lot of good movies made in 1987. It, in 87 there were, instead we went with 1985 right. Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's just coincidence, because I weirdly have had, Teen Wolf has come up in the past two days in conversation with other friends, so... You have other friends? I do, I'm sorry. None as cool as you. I only have you. No. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so when's the last time you saw this movie? It's been years. I wouldn't say... I would say... Uh, maybe six, seven years or so? Okay, that's that's much much more recently than I saw yeah. this. But I, it's been over a decade since I saw this movie. For, for whatever reason, this is one of those movies... We had like taped off TV. Yeah, I can remember seeing more than a couple times when I was younger. Not a lot, not as much as like Star Wars and Back to the Future, but I remembered enough that I was quoting lines when they were, <laughs> you were. happening. You were calling them before they came up. Yeah, which is a super obnoxious habit of anyone who's watching a movie they know well, well enough. That <laughs> you accepted me mm-hmm. for who I am, which is which is the whole theme behind this film, that, right? That to accept yourself for who you are on the outside. Who you are on the inside. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's the message I took away from this. Well, I think it was said best by his dad in this. Right. With great power comes greater responsibilities. Good. That, that is really good. You know what? I mean, I wish they would say that in the Spider Man movies. I wish they When's would the last, too. The last well, time it was said was Spider Man 2. Let's hold off now. <laughs> with great responsibility comes, or with great power comes greater responsibility. Oh. That's original line it's from true. Teen Wolf. This, this is a more original line. It is a, it, in fact, if I'm to take that meaning correctly, it's a greater responsibility to be a teen wolf mm-hmm. than it is to be a spider man. Right. Because only great responsibility comes with that. Yeah, this is greater. Greater. Right. <laughs> well, uh, what what were your feelings before we started the movie? Um, I was kind of halfway like, uh, I don't know. Because this is one of those that... that uh, um, have fond memories of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I was nervous that it wasn't going to have aged very well. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm looking at it, you know, like when I've seen it before, it's kind of more throw it in the background. I'll catch a scene or here or two, mm-hmm. but I'm not focused. Now I'm focused on it, and so you so catch really watching it <laughs> a lot more things. Um, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I. I I don't know why we land. Why did we land on this movie? Because we had some good options like Lethal Weapon and and Bill and Ted. This was free. This was free. There you go. <laughs> it was streaming on Amazon. Um, yeah, I I do have nostalgia for this movie in that I remember seeing it when I was younger. I I I didn't. I don't know. I don't know why I remembered it being better. I guess I didn't really have any like. Oh, this movie's great. But noticing some things now in. So I think we need to talk about the real affliction in this town, which is all these middle-aged people who are in high school. <laughs> high school. Yeah, it's <laughs> not middle-aged, no, no, but clearly the the standard of all high school uh, productions. You hire twenty plus, twenty-five year olds right. receding hairlines. How old is Chunk? Like he's thirty-five, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Well, how, how, there's so many of them that just. I mean, obviously, 
this was Michael J. Fox in 85. He he's, did a couple other movies. He has a, a young look, but he doesn't quite look like he's in high school. Yeah, I think the only character that looked like he was in high school was Lewis. Yes, and, who, he, and he'd be a senior. Yeah, and and who was Lewis? That was yeah. Styles' little minion. Was it a brother? Brother? A friend? Was it, yeah. And it was it was not explored thoroughly enough. I just don't know who who Lewis no, was. No, I, I think there. I think uh, there's a lot of other movies. That could become like like we should write that the story of Lewis or or the num or number forty five from the basketball number game 40, or Brad or Brad I want to know more about Brad. so was he out of the game at the end I have no idea I feel really bad for him because he he really wanted it you know, he was carrying the whole team before. he was he scored all two points when they were down the two team. to thirty we're jumping all the place that climactic climactic final game <laughs> we saw every shot in real time like for. The uh, uh, Beavers for the Beaver, yeah, for for Michael J. Fox for Scott's team, that final basketball game where you would normally montage it and cut to the scoreboard every now and then. No, we saw every we saw <laughs> every, every basket, every one, saw the entire comeback. Oh boy, this this was supposed to be funny, right? Like, yes, they weren't taking themselves seriously. No, but this it. was so. Doing a little research, this was in the middle, so in the eighties, or you know, like there's a vampire or zombie thing right now, yeah, going on. There was a werewolf thing in the eighties. Okay, so you American had, Werewolf in London and American Werewolf in Paris came a little bit later. Um, you had um, well, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf Two. It, it there's a lot more. I think one of the Wolfman movies came out then. Um, you had um, the the what was the in eighty seven the movie we talked about possibly watching, uh, Once Bitten. No. No. It has a wolfman in it. Monster Squad? Monster Squad. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and out, he's got narts. Yeah. <laughs> so so this was kind of like a funny take on... on The Lon Chaney, the wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> Very accepting, this crowd. Because he's good at sports. Right. I mean, there was some... There's some... I, okay, so I'm I'm wondering, just based solely as it is, and I'm aware that there is an MTV version of this of this movie made into it, an ongoing series, a very successful ongoing series. Could you remake this movie as it is now, and get away with it? Like, does this translate? I think you would need some tweaking. Yeah. Like, like you, you know, you, you can't have it be as. Um, um, overtly homophobic and some <laughs> other things that are in here um but I, I i i think you could i think you could redo this yeah but now as a comedy as as a comedy would you redo it okay so one of the, one of the things in watching it thinking like could they redo this now would be uh what had american summer where 40 year olds are playing teenagers and there's no like, there's no trying to right. make up their way out of it. Yep. They're doing prequel movies of Wet Hot American Summer, and all these people are getting progressively <laughs> older. Uh-huh. And that's very funny. So, or if you think, like, I know this is, a, this is a deep cut, but Superstar, the Mary Catherine Gallagher movie, mm -hmm. Will Ferrell's in it, playing a high school student, and he's clearly in his late 30s. Right. So, would you make this movie again... Just having adults play kids really, really hand like uh, as a send up. Could you do? I think you could. I, I think you could do twenty something year olds again. Yeah, you know, and clearly twenty year olds. Like not... get, get James Franco to play Scott, right? <laughs> get Chunk to be played by Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, <laughs> like like don't don't try to hide it. Yeah, and I don't think they did. No, because even even Boof looked like she could be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> like the 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 house party they go to the the inexplicable high school house party that has all these receding hairlines and mm -hmm. and just like all the high school parties I we went to when we were growing up. Have there ever been realistic depictions of high school parties? I know, I know. I'm sure there's someone listening right now. Is like, no, no, my my high school parties were awesome, like American <laughs> Pie, or like Super Bad. We had party. No, you didn't. It was a bunch of people sitting around yeah. watching, you know, TV, maybe playing video games. I can talking at, at the most. So I was in theater when I was in high school and college, mm -hmm. and those parties were a, a close approximation to the exaggerated versions you see in films. 
There was typically the whole cast and crew there. Some people would bring their friends, other people who weren't in the play but are part of the 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 uh, theater department would be at the. And yeah, you, you could probably have a good good, but it's it was never like keg stands and <laughs> and just music thumping and like games being played with people rolling around covered in whipped cream. Like yeah, that's all false. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, but speaking of of it, let's talk about styles. He's an idiot, right? Like he he's the cool guy. Does anyone in this movie actually think Styles is as cool as Styles thinks he is? I don't know. They let him MC the party. Did did they let him MC the party? <laughs> did he, did he or did take he over? take over the MC of the party? He's probably like the yeah, he's probably somebody who needs to do that to justify himself. And I mean, if you're given the name Styles, you really have no choice but to do this. <laughs> I feel like he nicknamed himself. No. Like everyone else was like, hey, Lawrence, what's up? I told you, man. Look, sunglasses inside. My name is Styles. Look at these cool t-shirts. That was a pretty good moment when he comes in uh, at the beginning. Uh, yeah, when when Scott and his table. dad are having... And Scott's dad doesn't even turn around. He just goes, nice shirt, Styles." <laughs> hey, thanks, Mr... Mr. Scott... Uh, what was Scotty? Uh, Howard. Yeah, thanks, Mr. H. <laughs> but what a dummy. Like, what a... Just a... Well, then again, he is a marketing genius, because how much money oh, he, would he have made? He made enough to buy that van. Cause buy the van, yeah. right. But And who knows how much more money he made. What a jerk. He totally... And he's not a good friend, because he immediately thought I could capitalize on it. Uh-huh. And then when Scotty's like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be the wolf. Hey, do the right thing, yeah, man. Think of me. I have so much riding <laughs> on you being the wolf. <laughs> Good what, to be wanted. What a jerk. I figured Lewis was just Styles' little brother. Right? It could be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's the mystery. The, the most mysterious character is Lewis. And named character. Named character, yeah. Because 45 is yeah. a pretty mysterious. Like, I want to know who he is because right. he was really good at basketball. I want to know who what that kid was doing in the bleachers with his penis out. <laughs> right. One of the... This is, this is... I thought for sure they edited it out because it's one of those notorious... Movie, and they did not movie urban legends. No, at the end of the movie, when the when the when the climax happens and the basketball game is won, uh, <laughs> there's a dude in the bleachers with his dick out, and like the camera pans him, he just stands up, puts it, tucks it back in, zips up, like, yep. and it stays in the movie. What the hell? Oh my god! Um, so for those of you who might not have remembered, this is the story. I guess we we've we've gone all over. We've gone into analysts and that. Yeah. The, yeah. the Teen Wolf is a story of, of Michael J. Fox as playing the character of Scott Howard, who he just he's a lo- he's he's normal, he's average, and he yep. just wants to he just wants to be different. Well, lo and behold, he comes from a family of people who have lycanthropy. He's a were- he's a werewolf, and uh, once the wolf comes out, he suddenly becomes the coolest kid in school. He mm-hmm. comes out mm-hmm. and becomes the coolest kid in school, <laughs> and um, he learns that. Uh, that superficial coolness is is not going to get him what he truly wants, and uh, then he wins a basketball game. And Boof. And Boof, who he pretty much had all along. Yeah, yeah. She was. There was no like question no. about whether... Boof wasn't going with any other guy. <laughs> uh, and and that's it. What the hell is this movie, Chris? <laughs> it's 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 a. Uh, it's an 80s movie that mm-hmm. hits many of the tropes. So yes. there's no nudity. No. So it doesn't hit no. that one. Well, there's the penis. Aside from the dick. <laughs> there's no boobs in this. There's no boobs in it. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't hit the standard 80s trope it's a very, boobs. It's a very safe PG movie. <laughs> yeah. PG. P- is it PG? Yeah, it's yep. PG. Was it, but this was pre-PG-13, right? It's probably right around the time. Because this came out the same year as... Temple of Doom? Well, Back to the Future. Well, yeah, Back to the Future is PG-13, you're right. Is now, Back to the Future PG thirteen? So, so it's it's it, you know, and, and really, what it was, mm-hmm. what, what what this all boils down to is this movie was made quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, you were... cheaply, mm-hmm. and wasn't released until Michael J. Fox was a bigger star. So oh, so this so is... they banked on Back to the Future. Back to the Future was filmed after this. Yeah, this came out after Back to the Future, banking on. Michael J. Fox now as a name. As the success. Okay, so 
what was what was the this happens all the time because like yep. like um cabin in the woods was shelved and then and uh red dawn was shelved and then chris hemsworth blew up his thor so then the company is like oh we got a chris hemsworth movie yep. put him on the poster put this thing out uh so this is not a uh it's not it's not an old thing it's not a new thing yeah, it happens just, it happens today so what was the budget and what was the production schedule like uh one million dollars no way this yeah. movie was made for a million bucks a million bucks wow i that's legitimately impressive for the wolf effects because that wolf costume as silly as it is it's pretty it's pretty good like, it's it's all it's all practical it's all yeah. makeup right so it's just long time in the makeup chair because yeah. th- there is no like you don't see the, like the progression of the wolf becoming it's Cut shot to his the face. ear, his hands, yeah, yeah his ear, but it's all popping up. Huh, a million bucks to make um, this movie. Holy cow! They didn't. I mean, the only song they had to get the rights to was "Surfing USA," and then they the rest of them were cheap ripoffs. Equivalents, like even the uh, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, it wasn't just exact. different enough <laughs> to be free. I don't think they could get away with that now, could they? No, because it was I... like. <laughs> Um, now, how many days do you think it took to film this? Oh, jeez. Let's see. Less than 30? Yeah, 21 days. 21 days to make it. Okay. 21 days. It was made. The only reason that they were able to secure everything is that Michael J. Fox was mm-hmm. he was a big star on TV, Family He's Ties. Family Ties. Yeah. And this was when there wasn't a lot of crossover, right? You're either a TV star or a movie star. Okay. It's not like today where you can be both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, where Jack Black may appear on a TV show for a, for a few episodes and then also do movies. Of all the actors for you to pull out, you could have gone with Ed Helms from The Office. I could have gone with Brad Pitt. You could have, yes. Because he's he, been on TV now on a couple right. shows. He, he was someone's weatherman on some late night show. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Meredith Baxter Burney got pregnant on Family Ties, so they were able to get like a 30-day break Cause, okay. in the show, which they're like, okay, let's film this. Uh, I guess. Well, it's funny because they wanted him to come back for Team Wolf 2, and, and Michael he... J. Fox was like, no. Now, I don't know if it was because he was proud of the results of the first one I... and didn't think they could strike gold a second time. Well, I, I saw a quote that said, you know, down the street, mm-hmm. I see Spielberg making magic. Yeah. And here I am running around in a wolf suit. <laughs> well, Michael, you, you, you came. I have a question about Michael J. Fox. I love Michael J. Fox. I do too. I, Who Back, doesn't? Back to the Future is one of my, is my all time favorite movie, hands down. Does he have range? Is Michael J. Fox a good actor? Is, is Michael J. Fox the '80s version of Michael Sarah? <laughs> I think that's the question to ask. Does because is his Scott Howard that much different than Marty McFly? Besides the werewolf thing? Bef- besides the werewolf okay. thing. Which, Cause, you cause know, that is very different. There is no proof that Marty McFly isn't a werewolf. We True. Just... I've never seen Marty McFly play basketball either. Right. So I don't know so, if he's good or bad. But does Michael J. Fox have range? I don't think he's got a ton of range. I don't think I, so I think, either. I think he's a good... He's a popular actor in that he's somebody that, that we can all feel like we we could hang out with him. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's, nice guy. He's a, an everyman. Yeah. yeah. He seems He's very much like that. Yeah. Um you know, and 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 you know, in that sense like you know, I was joking before with Michael Sarah, but I I think there are a lot of similarities between them. I mean, Michael Sarah now does more of, you know, just kind of over the top stuff mm-hmm. of his roles. Mm-hmm. But if if he played George Jr. or George Bluth, mm-hmm. um Arrested Development. Arrested Development. If he played that type of role, I mean, he could carry that forward into other movies, and he did for a while. Oh, yeah, he did. I mean, it was a joke for a spell that Michael Cera was just playing Michael Cera in every movie he played. It was just him again. And, uh, well, there is something far more charming about Michael J. Fox. Yes, I agree. I agree. uh, But it's it's interesting to me that, though he is kind of a one-note performance, it works. It works in this scenario where he's a... A, a kid who just wants to be cool, and it works as Marty is in a, one of the greatest movies of all time. He's he's good as that fish out of water character because mm-hmm. he'll react well and he'll kind of, you know, like 
he'll be uncomfortable and you can feel it, but yeah. he melds in quickly. And then that's both the, both this and Back to the Future are fish in, out of water movies. In his in his younger younger performance years, now uh, obviously he's grown up grown up and uh, afflicted with his Parkinson's. Um, he's written some incredible books. Uh, his biography. Um, I, I, if you are um, a fan of reading people's biographies, uh, or if you're a fan of Michael J. Fox, I really do recommend um, a couple of his books that he's he's gone on to do. But good for him for not taking the easy route and doing Teen Wolf two, right? They got another '80s television son to play, which was Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman with the Michael Sarah connection. But uh, it's funny for him to say it's Spielberg's filming down the down the down the way of filming uh, making magic because oh but well I was going to say did the house did the Howard house look familiar the, to the you? the whole back lot the school is the it's the whole Warner Brothers back lot right just used for everything like all the houses look straight out of Back to the Future um, it, and the Gilmore Girls even the the convenience store that the Howard's convenience store that's uh, that's the the convenience store from Gilmore Girls the town square like it's and the school is the school the house is the same house that um, Marty Marty's mom grew up in. So the the Baineses, if yes. you will, the Lorraine Baines's house were okay. Well, it doesn't surprise me because all throughout the movie, I'm just recognizing. Yeah, once you do the Warner Brothers lot tour, you kind of see everything yeah. in all those movies now. <laughs> I, but again, it talks about how cheap that this movie could be done. Oh yeah, and you know, and I. There are TV shows on the air now that use that backlap. Yes, like it's Pretty just, Little Liars. Yeah, it's just a standard. Uh, Desperate Housewives. The whole Wisteria Lane is the Warner's backlap. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, that's good. That's it, it's a it's impressive when an art art team can come in and change it enough that you don't particularly recognize unless right. you know what you're looking for. But um, yeah, it, is the is the Warner's backlap was that used for Kill Bill or Pulp Fiction? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I just those houses look very much like uh, when the the pussy wagon pulls up in Kill Bill. It looks like that house, but that's that's. But this was in Nebraska, remember? Not right, California. right. It was in Nebraska. There was just enough information on license plates and things hanging. Right. The tell you was, and and you were just distracted by all the UCLA jerseys and the and uh, the extras <laughs> when they were filmed. Uh, but. Uh, so yeah, so so there was some definitely some eighty tropes, eighties oh, tropes in here. Absolutely. I have a question about Mick. So Mick is the the a hole boyfriend, like the tough guy boyfriend mm-hmm. that Scotty's going up against. Like, so they said he did time, and that's why he was still in high school. <laughs> whether that's true or not, but he did say he killed Scott's mom. I was he? Do you? Think I don't he think serious? he was serious. I think he was just like you know a, a wolf in the chicken coop. Yeah, kill it. Because that was a, an admission of guilt, if he if it was right. true. Right. We don't know where Scott's mom is. We don't. We don't. Was she killed by an angry high school student who served time? Maybe. Who was maybe kind of good at basketball? Maybe he has canine diabetes. Maybe. maybe. You know what? <laughs> Nobody is good at basketball in this movie. Oh my god! This is some of the worst basketball playing, aside from when Scott's the wolf, and that's clearly a stud double doing all the Harlem Globetrotter tricks. So one piece of trivia that I read, and I'm sure you read it too, was that uh, Michael J. Fox at one point asked the director, Rod Daniel, like, hey, instead of these uh, set moves for basketball, why don't we just play for a while? Yeah. And so he let him play for like a half hour, and he said, no. You guys are terrible. We can't do this. (laughs) Like, there is a shot of Chubb getting a rebound where he's just standing on the ground with his arms wide with open. With his arms wide open, Wings. and the ball comes. <laughs> just, just terrible basketball playing. Like it's, it really is a testament to to sports movies when when you see how good the players are. But it's even more a testament to editing and direction when you see something like the Bad News Bears. And this goes for the remake as well as the original with Walter Matthau, where. They're supposed to be terrible, yep. but they're movie terrible, right? These guys playing basketball in this movie are just terrible, terrible. except for number forty-five. That guy, yeah, was well, 20, the 20, Brad, Brad did pretty well. Brad's like a good second fiddle. Poor, poor Brad, but forty-five was dominant. <laughs> so let's okay. So one of the eighties tropes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is the the girl who's a friend 
who wants to be more than a friend, but the main protagonist doesn't see that until the end of the movie. She was in front of him the whole time. Right. Yeah. Boof. Boof. Who accepted him for who he was. She just wanted to be with Scott. And until he accepted himself, Mm -hmm. he couldn't see her. And she was in front. But the weird thing is, is that where, where that is the cliche of it, they're making out in closets. She's she's throwing herself at him far more than other '80s cliche characters. Right, right, because right. because all the other '80s cliche characters, they're clearly there's a friend line. Yeah, yeah. And she's not. She wants to go past it, but she's not without permission. Yeah, she's she's getting handsy with him. Yep. They're making out in, in seven minutes in heaven in the closet, and he's scratching the crap out of her back, which she was very forgiving of. Right. He ruined that shirt. Right. Right. <laughs> and. Also, it didn't. You pointed it out she's the most scantily clad, or she's showing the most skin at prom, <laughs> right? E- even even the uh, Pam Pam that was, Pamela, yeah. Pamela was not as showing as much. I mean, well, she showed a little bit in the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> no nudity, though. Which leads me to the question: if if he's a full on wolf, uh, is is like how wolfy does he get is the question. What I'm what I'm asking you, Chris, and, and don't 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 interrupt, don't interrupt, don't interrupt, because this is this is a very important question. Is his penis barbed? I want it. Do, I I don't know enough about no you anatomy. Can I? Let's what you have your laptop up right now. Yeah, okay, I'm just gonna let's quick. look it up. What do dog penises look like? Oh man, I'm getting a lot of weird pictures here, man. Look up shaved bear now. Oh gosh. Oh geez. Oh gosh. <laughs> and screensaver. Okay, and, we're good. Oh, well, that's good. part of my search history now. Boy, Amazon. Amazon is now recommending some really weird things here. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the the good thing is, is the next rewatchment, um, you can answer that question. It's true. It's true. We're all about education here. So they may suck at basketball. Yes. And uh, let's let's get away from barbed uh, wolf penises here. Michael J. Fox. I, I wanted. I forgot to mention this. He's really good at some physical humor here. Oh yeah. Like there's a lot of like when he's running and the floor is wet. Yeah. He's slipping and sliding, and then it does yeah. a hard cut to him just sliding and just getting right back up. He has some really good physical comedy throughout this. This uh, like the. Yeah, the the comedy kind of like goes away in the latter half of the film, but mm-hmm. when he's discovering his wolf wolfishness, mm-hmm. um, the act two, <laughs> the act two, yes, uh, and that that struck me that I'd never, I don't think uh, enough credit goes to Michael J. Fox for his physical comedic ability. No, I you know, and, but you're right though. It, I think it was there in the Back to the Future movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of physical humor there. Um, and I'm even thinking back, it's been a long time since I've seen Family Ties, but I know that there was some, you know, it's a sitcom, so there's not a ton, but there was right, some right. that he was able to utilize, because he, by far, was the most talented out of the group. I, I think the most impressive thing was all the bat flips he was doing on top of that car. Right. The car oh, and the, the handstand that he held. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> My God. I, mean, I suppose he did have those longer claws, so he could probably dig into the roof of the van a little that bit. That makes sense, yeah. So you had asked how many people you thought got hurt trying to car surf. Yeah. Well, uh, talking to intern Jeff of the Rewatchman, uh, he was one of the people I was talking about Team Wolf the past <gasps> couple of days. Did he stand on the roof and get hurt? He didn't, but he oh. his dad told tales of car surfing was a normal thing. Like a, it was a very popular Midwestern thing in the '60s, and it and it wasn't even illegal until enough people got hurt hmm. that then they made it illegal. Oh, and, okay, so in the 60s, it was popular in the Wisconsin area. That would make sense. In the 80s, it got popular in Nebraska. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, car surfing was, like, a legit thing. It's funny because in Back to the Future, Marty, Marty skateboards and grabs on the back of cars. And, yep. like, well, that's really stupid dangerous. Uh, I think car surfing, a little bit more dangerous. A little bit more. Just a little bit more dangerous. Because, you know, there, there was, I forget what the, the, the football movie that came out in uh, I think the 2000s where they oh the, the team laid down on the lines yeah in the movie, and then another right. team replicated that and some got run over and killed oh what was that I remember the I remember that one um but yeah it was they, they had to remove it from the film from theaters right because Cause people were copying it so maybe that says something like people today are much stupider <laughs> than they were in the 80s and the 60s when they did those other no things. no I just think the stupid is easier to access now. oh okay I mean, hell, their entire YouTube channel is devoted to stuff 
way dumber than, car, than car surfing. That's true. <laughs> there, are, there are legitimate YouTube celebrities that do stupider crap than car surfing. That's true. Like, there, there's the guy on YouTube who, his whole thing was he would jump off of roofs into water. Like, ho- like he'd sneak onto rooftops of hotels and jump into, into water. Yeah, it seems stupid. Yeah, he, he broke his legs. What? Yeah, he, How? I, and find this hard to believe. He misjudged a jump. Um, but you know what, Chris? Millions of subscribers, millions of views, making money doing this for a living. Good for him. Yeah. For, That's what I want to be known for. Prank, prank channels, mm-hmm. right? Prank channels are a thing. So I think we need more Darwinism when it comes to the stupid things people are doing. So that's what I'm saying is healthcare is too good. It's too good. <laughs> people are, are are too safe nowadays. Yeah, they're yeah. Thinking need, they're too protected. We need a, we need another Vietnam to weed these kids. <laughs> the ex, <laughs> the express views of We Watch TC are not the I'm views the of Simpsons. I'm quoting the Simpsons. <laughs> so let's get back. So we agree, I believe, that we need a female friend mm-hmm. that we can call Boof. We do. Uh, we, I think Boof is such a good nickname. I, I'm, not, I'm surprised more girls don't mm-hmm. ask to be called Boof. So, um, should this be a poll? Who should we call Boof? Who, who should, should, who should, who who should, should be, be Boof? Boof? Jessica. <laughs> well, Jessica, Julia. Julia. Julia yeah, would be yeah. a good Boof. Yeah. Julia, Jessica. Um, I, hope, I don't think... I think Jessica might listen to, to this. So, Jessica, because you're the only one in the poll right now... Uh, so if, if you want it, yeah, it's yours for the taking. We'll call you Boof. Yeah, and 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 I suppose we'll have to call you Styles. Actually, Schulze, no. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you Lewis. That's what. That's your nickname mm. from now on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's the Who's the Teen Wolf then? Uh, well, Jeff is the Teen Wolf, and he's <laughs> he's very Italian, Harry. But that's the thing. With when he's not Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. he's sweaty, not Harry. Oh, right, right. So. What it, why was everyone so sweaty in this? That was another thing. I don't know whose decision this was in hair and makeup, but whenever someone was sweating in this, it was like they just did a, they were had a bucket of water poured over there. And they, they were, were just dripping. It wasn't, were, it wasn't just yeah. like a subtle mist no, of they, sweat. They were mid-70s movies sweaty. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that they're like, oh, it's the natural look. Yeah, everyone wears a five-piece suit in the middle of summer in, in 70s movies, and everyone's just sweat stained around the neck <laughs> just very beaded sweat over here a lot of cocaine <laughs> right they, there's not as much cocaine in this but they are just dripping mm-hmm. with sweat mm-hmm. like you could you could solve the world's water problems by putting buckets under these 10 <laughs> basketball players salty salty water I mean, you have to run to the sanitation plant or whatever it's so but gr- it's so gross <laughs> <laughs> but still well okay so would you recommend this movie honestly it, okay, who would you recommend this movie to? Okay, if I'm looking... It, I, I would recommend it to... Um, <laughs> no one. <laughs> no, I would. I would. Like, like if people like the 80s tropes and all that, and mm-hmm. let's say someone wants to learn, like, what are 80s tropes? What are those? Like, people new to film? This is a safe one to view. Yeah. Michael J. Fox is very safe. He's very, you know, he's very easy to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so any movie that he's in is great, and it hits a lot of the tropes. Again, mm. no nudity, but right. <laughs> all the other tropes it pretty much hits. Yeah, I I don't feel like I would recommend this to anyone who's young getting into films now. Like this, no. this this movie is if if you like this when you were younger, it's exactly what you remember. It's not any better. It's not any worse. It's precisely what you remember it to be. Because I seriously haven't seen this movie in 15 plus years, but I remembered nearly, I remembered enough that I knew the guy had his dick out in the bleachers. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part that, that was the, excited... I, I was waiting the whole see. movie to... No, 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 no. I didn't even know about that until someone recently put up like, the, the BuzzFeed mm-hmm. list. That, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I would then, then why did we have to pause it, rewind it, pause it, rewind it zoom 14 times? No. I wouldn't I would not Enhance. recommend this to if you haven't seen this movie, don't you're not missing out. 
However, if you do want to see Teen Wolf 2, mm-hmm. I would recommend you see this one first. It's true. And I guess if, if you're a big wrestling fan... Boxing. Boxing. It's college, not even... It's college boxing. boxing. Oh my God, I thought it was wrestling. <laughs> college boxing. Holy cow. I, I Honestly, I've never seen Teen Wolf 2. So maybe we should watch that next. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see the full... Uh, library of Jason Bateman movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You should watch Teen Wolf One first, just to get a, an understanding. Okay, of... okay. So, Teen Wolf One is the like Teen Wolf. They did Teen Wolf Two, T O O, because it's his cousin, right? Because they couldn't lock in Michael J. No, Fox, Michael right? J. Fox is like, yeah, I'm good. There was a Teen Wolf cartoon series in on Saturday Morning Cartoons, yep. which I I do not remember much. I remember the opening credits being the bathroom sequence animated from the movie, just. And I, I doubt that uh, Marty did the, uh, that. That Michael J. Fox did the voice, man. Uh, oh, he didn't. He didn't. And there was so there's also the MTV modern version of this, mm-hmm. right? Which I have not seen, but it did go for five seasons on MTV. So that's uh, that's admirable. Yeah, that's that says quite a bit that it was able to last that long. Now, granted, it was on MTV, so take that for what you will. But the fact that it made that many seasons. And that I knew of it, right? That's I mean, that's the bigger deal. I, I I still am I still f- refuse to believe that there was a Beauty and the Beast show on CW starring Kristen Crook that went for three seasons. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't know anyone who watched it. I don't know anyone who who is a fan. But uh, maybe I'm just hanging out in the wrong cir- wrong circles. Apparently, I mean that's obvious. So, question about uh, just werewolves in general. Yes. Do we? Okay, so. They attempted to just start up the Universal Monster movie franchise for the second time. If not the third, if you want to count the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman. I'm pretty sure if that did well, yeah. they'd say, yep, that's the okay. start. Because uh, they did uh, Dracula Untold, which mm-hmm. failed. Failed miserably. And then they did The Mummy, which failed. Miserably. And I think they're still going to go forward with Bride of Frankenstein or The Invisible Man, one of those. Is there a place for werewolves? Are we kind of are werewolves out of, of vogue right now? Like, are, are we? Is there is there a way to bring werewolves back? Well, I think I'm going to say yes. I think all the monsters can be brought back. It's just that they need to be brought back the right way. The right way. Because look at zombies right now. Yeah. Zombies. The the zombies of today are completely different from what we saw in Night of the Living Dead. Right. The Romero era is like flesh eaters right i mean uh, now you watch you know world war z you watch um you know all these other all the walking, zombies walking, walking dead, dead. Yeah. all the zombies are depict differently too but i think that the zombie trend has finally reached its apex and is on its downward, well, downward I would agree. because after that this season of walking dead and the the hemorrhaging of fans that it, it dropped down to the lowest ratings that it had since the second season, mm-hmm. and it's continuing to be less and less what people even give a damn about. I think that very well might be the... the We're watching the end of the zombie fad, which has been going on for a decade. I yeah, mean, that's, it's been a long... 28 days later... Before that, it was the vampire fad. The, right. the vampires came back. Right, well, we with, with Twilight bringing bringing a new era of vampires take it or leave it that's what we got so like yeah i had a professor in college say every generation gets their zombie and every generation gets their dracula and at the time i think the most recent vampire at the time of when i was in school would have been angel buffy and um lestat from uh, queen of the damned mm-hmm. and so vampires were rock stars right that's what that's what i mean hell Spike from Buffy was literally modeled after Billy Idol. He was literally a rock star, right? But that 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 era of vampire ended, and we got our sparkly vamps. And the the far more t- young adult teen romance vampires we got from Vampire Diaries, which is a very long running series. Or if you wanted to go a little more of the sexuality that Anne Rice offered, you had True Blood for five yep. five six seasons. I think seven. Yeah. Oh geez. Um, but vampires went out of vogue. And I think zombies are out of the vogue as well. I don't, I don't know what left is to say about va- uh, werewolves. Mm-hmm. That I don't, I don't think that the the allegory of the vampire has a modern connotation that anyone's latching onto. The most we could hope for is much like I was saying, doing a send up spoof of Teen Wolf would be 
would be a period piece werewolf maybe just finding finding because twilight's certainly was not the way to do werewolves <laughs> so i have i have a pitch for the monster movie universe Ooh. and I, I don't recall if i've ever given this pitch on the rewatchman before so for those frequent listeners if i have forgive me but such as universal studios yeah yes universal here's here's my pitch if you want to do your universal monster movie series then every one of your characters needs to be the villain and not the protagonist of your movie so the invisible man should be the villain that everyone's going up against the dracula should be the villain that everyone's going up against don't try to give me some sort of shared universe where they're all joining together in some super monster team right I want to see a remake of Monster Squad. Well, th- that's what I was. That's what I was going okay, towards. Okay, okay. Is that if you if you create a series of movies where you're going up Creature Black Lagoon, Invisible Man, Frankenstein's monster, uh, the werewolf, like just give a movie where you have they they are standalone films where you're going to get against the evil that these characters are because then you can use the allegory of the other, which. The original Universal movies came out during the Red Scare era, and the protagonist was the the outsider, the fear of the outsider becoming the outsider. Well, we live in such a, a climate now mm-hmm. that we we feel that fear the outsider. As a society, we fear the outsider and don't see ourselves as it. Right now, now certainly you could go towards like teenagers, obviously always struggling with identity, and there is ways to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think in um, a more universal themes, <laughs> yeah. no pun intended. Create the the villain to represent some fear of the unknown and go up against it. You you could use that as flag waving. You could use it as a as a, a saber shaking. Um, but uh, no one wants to see a a Justice League version, an Avengers version of the Universal Monsters. Because if you can manage to pull off individual characters. That could lead to something like a Monster Squad mm-hmm. series, and you know, and 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 what what I like about that idea too is you can have other characters that are in each of the movies to show that this is all the same world. You don't mm-hmm. have to have all the monsters show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to call a movie Superman and have <laughs> you know a werewolf and have Dracula and the Mummy show up to yeah. be like, hey, how you doing? But you could do something like the Night Nurse from the Netflix series, exactly. where where you have the overlap there. Honestly, I think it's foolish to even attempt to do a shared universe. Just forget it. Like, don't try to repeat the Marvel method. I've said it a million times. It's the greatest method that everyone else can fail at. What? Where they had an opportunity for all this, where they had a better shot, mm-hmm. was when they originally were put, sitting down and talking about Van Helsing. With the the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing? Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. Okay. What they could have done then and said, okay, we're going to have Van Helsing and he's going to be against Dracula. Okay. That's it. That's it. As then, as it, as it should be. <laughs> there'll be another movie where he can be against Frankenstein. And Frankenstein's monster. And Frankenstein's monster. Like, you know, like like a Sherlock Holmes style, like... Yeah, let let him be your only reoccurring character and right. just send him up against these monsters. Instead, they decide to put all the monsters in one movie, oh, have God. one character just take them all. It, it it is incredible to me, and I know that we're we're huge Nolan fans on the podcast, but it really is this this turning point in cinema. The the pre Batman Begins era of action movies. The the nineties and early two thousands action films, such as Van Helsing, are really terrible now because yeah. they because of the just the, the massive shift from what used to be Schwarzenegger's bread and butter what used to be those summer action movies one-liners and ridiculous stunts and and what what James Bond tends to represent in terms right. of action movies because the dark knight proved the legitimacy of the action genre any movie that doesn't rise to even close to that just comes off as laughable Mm -hmm. and whereas van helsing in a in a in a universe where dark knight never happened where we could still possibly accept and enjoy movies of that type it would have been great to see a a series of hugh jackman led van helsing films 
I mean, the, the closest we get to the old school ridiculousness is the Fast and the Furious franchise. Mm-hmm. And even those offer some legitimacy in wearing on their sleeve exactly what they are. But trying to do Van Helsing now, like look at how bad the Underworld and the Resident Evil movies do. Yeah. Because they, they come from that pre-Dark Knight era, that pre-Nolan era. I know it's... I'm, I know I'm being a fanboy by giving so much credit to him, but... I mean, it, 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 it was a needed reimagination of... You know, I mean, DC based all their other superhero movies on Nolan's... Dark Knight. Which and, he did. And to be fair, for, because, because it isn't fair... It isn't fair to just give it to, to Nolan's Dark Knight. Because you can go back a, a decade earlier and you can give it to The Matrix for changing how action movies are presented. Uh, and we got a, a decade of wannabe Matrix movies, right? With the free, like the bullet time and all that garbage. But it's like Shrek had them. like Shrek, yeah. But to 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 bring this all back to, could a werewolf movie exist now? Is there a way to revitalize werewolves as a legitimate subject matter? I don't, I don't think there's any need or desire for it currently. I, I think. Well, need and desire are two completely different things. No one wants it. <laughs> I, I think that it could work, but it needs to be reimagined. Right? Like, it, it needs to be In more... space. Yeah. Space Versus werewolves. Jason. Space werewolves. <laughs> it needs to be more allegorical. Yeah. It needs to be what the X-Men was supposed to be originally. Like, if, if turning into a werewolf and being afraid of of the werewolf mm-hmm. is more of an allegory for something else it may uh, the the idea that it's painful to go through the transformation that it's your bones breaking down and reforming themselves uh, and there have been a slew of of movies such as this there's a german language vampire movie and i cannot for the life of me remember what it is off the top of my head but the not showing them too much mm-hmm. uh and it's it's a it's a um military survival movie with werewolves that's completely blanking me what it's called right now but it's good and it's one of those rare gems of like oh i guess there's still something to be said with werewolves uh, but i think the way to go is and i said it already was a period piece we are seeing a boom of movies set in the 80s right because the majority of filmmakers getting the opportunity to make stuff now from the 80s are products of the 80s yeah so having a a werewolf in the 80s could be something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, vampires are kind of passe now, but I'd like to see a new Salem's Lot after seeing it and seeing how well you can reimagine a Stephen King mm-hmm. product, property. Maybe a, a another vampire attempt is... Nah, I can't even finish that sentence. What? Vampires are dead, too. <laughs> I, Undead. Whoa. Ooh, oh. <laughs> I, I think it could work. You just need the right... What if Neil Gaiman was writing it? Oh, well, then it'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, well, then that's the movie that I didn't know I wanted. It's uh, it, or, or Edgar Wright. Right. Edgar Wright could probably find a way to do vampires or werewolves and, and make them yeah. mean something again. There, there's, there's certainly a way to do it. I just don't know if, if anyone... I don't know if anyone was willing to take the attempt because even though I would sit here I could brainstorm ideas with you we do it all the time we fantasize what we would do mm-hmm. with this property or the other right now sitting here I have no interest in trying to even concoct an idea for a werewolf movie <laughs> not even a Teen Wolf remake <laughs> so there it is <laughs> so, so TC is giving up I'm that's giving what, up that's what that I'm is. giving up I'm leaving it for the rest of you you know what's going to happen now they're going to make you're going to get that phone call oh god well, I will say yes. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. You, you dra- I'll do it. I'll do it. What am I doing? I'm Werewolves. making a Team Wolf 3. Yeah. And this one, <sighs> this time it's going to be... Can it be a girl? Who does fencing? Fencing <laughs> In college. female college werewolf. Yeah? I'm on it, guys. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious to see if the listeners have any ideas for what they would do with a werewolf movie. So you can feel free to comment 
below wherever you might be reading this. Or your thoughts overall on, on Teen Wolf when's the last time you watched it. What do you think of it? It is currently streaming on Amazon for on Amazon Prime. So if mm-hmm. you want to give it a, a rewatch, let us know what you think. Or if you're that brave soul out there who has never seen this movie and wants to give it a go, I am curious to see what you have to say. <laughs> I, I will say you were laughing during most of the movie, especially I was, the first half. I was laughing at... I was laughing at it, not with it. Mm. I was laughing at it. I didn't see them laughing much. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Sholzy, would you like to to drop any knowledge on these people before we wrap wrap up this episode? Um, As far as what? I don't know. Do you have anything to say? (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts on this? No. Well, I I will say I I did enjoy watching it again. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not one of those that I'm going to go to regularly, though. It's one of those that's good to watch every 15 years. Every 15, yeah. So we'll um, see it again and when you're turning 60. When, when we're doing the re-rewatchman. Yeah. <laughs> go back and redo Redo every episode of rewatchman. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you want to check out any other content we have here, uh, if you are listening to this on ghosthat.net, where you can find the rewatchman as well as the rewatchman react, where Schulze and I recently saw it's and responded to that you can also check out top shelf and the disney animation studios library where jeff bell and i review an animated disney movie once a week or you can check out the top shelf oscars best picture showcase which has uh, Lindsay and colin watching every single best picture winner starting with the most recent and spiraling their way down to the first one ever if you want to catch any of the films that we've worked on, check out on YouTube, Redacted Media. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or you can like Redacted Media on Facebook, where you will also find these episodes. Mm-hmm. Or so, on Twitter. Or on Twitter. At redact Yourself. Redact Yo. Go Redact Yourself. Except uh, just at... Just the, the at symbol. Redact, redact yourself. yourself. Redact Yourself. Not go. Go. No go. No, no go. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Shulzy, for coming in on this episode. Audible High Five. Um, Ben is out and about doing everything awesome for the band with no name. So check out his, uh, films and content over on YouTube and on Facebook as well. Band with no name films. Um, that is all for this episode. We'll see you next time where, and whenever that might be. I am TC for Shulzy officially, or Rewatchman official. Yeah. Watchman, for a while Shulzy. now, not just today. Yeah, uh, and not just while. today. I mean, this, you're, yeah. you're the third. I mean, I'm on the board member. You're the third longest running member of Ooh, the Rewatchman. That's right. I'm coming for you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for myself, for Chris, for Ben, for all the Rewatchmen everywhere, thank you for listening. And whatever you might be doing out there creatively, whatever inspires you, whatever you dream to do, keep doing what you're doing. We'll see you next time. Surprise, there you go. Surprise. Okay, Styles. The boys are home. Oh, I, I couldn't we saw the meat. My golden angels run down my I think we should try to find a friend and not even know if it's okay. And then uh, show all the things to your own. Can't you hear them scream? Whatever happened to the genie?